Hi, today we are at Liberty University School of Law in the Supreme Courtroom to talk about the paralegal program and also get to know one of our professors, Professor Rodney Chrisman. Uh, Professor Chrisman, what uh, drew you to law school or the, the profession of law? Well, for as long as I can remember, uh, wanting to have a career, I wanted to be a lawyer. Uh, growing up, when a lot of my uh, friends and classmates in, in school would say they wanted to be a fireman or a, a, a doctor or a policeman, I, I typically would answer, I want to, want to be a lawyer. Um, so I, I knew I, I wanted to, to be a lawyer all those years. I had uh, planned on that going uh, through high school. Getting ready to go into undergrad then, uh, a mentor of mine uh, who, uh, I, I, nobody in my family had been to, uh, even been to college, uh, much less been to law school, and we didn't know what to do. A mentor of mine who was a tremendous help with that uh, suggested that I get an accounting degree. And I really didn't like that idea at first, uh, and, uh, but he, he explained to me why he thought it would be really helpful, where the opportunities were at the time, several things like that. And so ended up getting an accounting degree and ended up really liking it. I worked um, in uh, several business-related fields all the way then through undergrad. And so by the time I got to law school, I knew I wanted to focus my practice and my studies uh, in law school more on business and on transactional law. And so those two things formed a thread really through law school and then even into my career. Uh, and that's, uh, that's the way they came about, sort of God's providential plan in our life. So, so after law school, then what? what? Did you go to a small firm, a bigger firm? And what areas of law did you practice in? I, I started in a, in a big law firm, and that's what I'd always wanted to, to, to do. I thought I wanted to work in a big law firm, particularly then with the business focus of doing the transactional work. And, uh, so, and of course, big is relative. Uh, I was in uh, central eastern Kentucky area, but, but I, so a big firm there is a medium-sized firm in a lot of other places, but uh, I, I got a job at the, uh, one of the biggest law firms in the state. I had the biggest, uh, uh, biggest law firm with their headquarters primary in Le Lexington, Kentucky. Um, the type of work I did there uh, centered primarily around transactional work. I did uh, bankruptcy, big corporate reorganizations, uh, those types of things. We did some uh, work representing publicly traded companies. We had a few of those based on where we were located. Uh, we did uh, some collection work. We had a lot of bank clients, so we had had that. We did a lot of, um, I did a lot of corporate uh, organization work and then representing ongoing businesses with securities issues and business organization issues, things like that. Um, and then some litigation that grew out of that. Uh, when I left the big law firm and started my own practice, uh, I really tended to focus my practice uh, then in more on closely held businesses and their owners and I, I primarily that's what I represented. Uh, these are smaller companies, smaller businesses and I did really a myriad of things. Anything that, that they needed that's the type of work I did. So I did some real estate work, I did um, uh, some trusts, estates, uh, uh, sort of estate planning type work for them. Obviously I did a lot of business work, tax work and then even some litigation. Uh, my practice was always focused more on transactional work and then the litigation I did tended to grow from that. It would be things that these businesses needed and I would represent them in that uh, because they would tend to think of you as, as their lawyer. It's very fulfilling work. You get the opportunity to work with uh, uh, people and, and the on the transactional side you get a chance to help them fulfill the very first command that God gave us which is to be fruitful, multiply, and uh, have dominion over the earth, and, and they're doing that. So I get a chance to help them steward and shepherd the gifts that God's given them and, and use those for His glory. And uh, that's true in a big firm, and it, I maybe even liked it even better when I had my own firm. 
of the two, between a big firm and a small firm, what did you like best about the small firm setting? What did you like least about the small firm setting? Uh, maybe what I liked least about the small firm setting was at the big firm, every two weeks when I went in, there was a paycheck laying <laughs> in my chair. <laughs> and so it was real easy to you know take that down to the bank and no worries. In a, in a small firm, obviously that's not true. Your, your pay is much more irregular. I think the things I like best about the small firm, though, and I did like it better than the big firm, uh, is the thing that maybe everybody likes about uh, having their own business, uh, or maybe being in a small organization, some of those benefits are the same. It's um, You have a chance more to set your own hours some. Uh, in the legal profession, you're never going to not have a lot of hours. You're always going to work a lot, but you get some flex more flexibility in that. More flexibility in the clients that I represented. Uh, when I'm on practice, I basically got to pick the clients I represented and the type of work I did. I liked that. Um, I liked being able to really own my Christianity in my work as well, which was a little harder at a big law firm uh, because of the concerns of the firm. Obviously, didn't always line up with that. But in, a, in my own practice, uh, it was an integral part of what I did, and I was also often able to advise clients uh, not just uh, on what should they do legally, but maybe what ought they to do as a believer, as a Christian, and I, I found that to be a added dimension that I really enjoyed. So what, it sounds like your career is very fulfilling in the legal realm. What drew you away from the practice of law in Kentucky to your home, to yeah. Virginia, to Lynchburg, Virginia, to, yeah. to Liberty University in the practice of law or teaching law and teaching business? What, what was that catalyst that drew you away? Sure, yeah, I, well, I, I, do, I do love the law, and I always have loved the law. I love, love to study it, love to think about it, uh, love to practice it. Um, I, when I was an undergrad, uh, and even when I started law school, I would have still been, probably started law school, I was more of an agnostic. Uh, in undergrad, when I met my wife and we got married, um, I was an atheist, uh, and uh, I'd, I'd really walked away from the faith. Uh, I was raised in a Christian home. I'd, I'd turned my back on all of that. We found out uh, not long after we'd been married um, that we were expecting our first baby, and she was going to be born actually in our, my first semester of law school, so high-risk law school strategy. <laughs> um, but we were planning to wait till I got out of law school to have kids, uh, but the Lord blessed us with kids before then, and we're so thankful that He did. But we had an ultrasound of my daughter, and she was about 14 weeks in the womb at that point. You know, tiny, she fit on my hand here, and she, uh, uh, her profile looks like her to that to this day. That that profile and that ultrasound, moving her little hands and feet around, and that was really just a worldview-shattering event. Uh, and and I think the Lord used that as the first crack to sort of to put in my my hard heart and. Uh, so I entered law school as at best an agnostic, uh, left law school uh, as a committed evangelical Christian, active in church. Um, but I sort of had a feeling, I think a lot of people do, and it's maybe unfortunately taught a lot in, in churches, is if you really want to please the Lord, you're either a pastor or a missionary. Uh, so I started pastoring a little small church by vocationally. I, I would pastor and then also had my own law practice at that point. I'd left the big law firm. Uh, we felt like God might be leading us to the mission field. During that time, I'd always wondered why God would let me get a law degree because I could have got an uh, MDiv in the same amount of time as a law degree. You know, and you're thinking, if that's what God was going to do, why, why did He let me do that? Uh, we were visiting seminaries, and we came here to Lynchburg to visit uh, the, the seminary here, here at Liberty University and uh, just had an awful visit. 
this is back when uh, Campus North, a lot of the, the wonderful, beautiful work that's been done in Campus North to, to make it a, such a great facility had not been done yet. It was still a little more like a warehouse. I went to the seminary. It's not, nothing in the seminary's fault, but uh, they were in the middle of construction. There, it was a bad time. There was nobody there, and I just had an awful visit, and I thought, well, what, what am I doing here? I was walking down the mammoth hallway that used to be here, and I saw a sign that said Liberty University School of Law, and I thought, they've got a law school? And went down here, actually met professors that I still teach with right now, talked with them, went back to the hotel room and told my wife, uh, well, I think I know why the Lord let me go to law school and, you know, gave me this love for the law. And uh, so I came here, initially taught in the School of Business, uh, the, and as the law school grew, that was during the law school's very first year, as the law school grew and uh, had more business classes in law school, I switched over and became full-time in the um, School of Law, which I still am. And then I'm also still affiliated, as you mentioned, with the School of Business uh, in their online program and also now our new paralegal program. What courses do you teach in the law school, and what areas, what courses do you like the, le the least and the best? What's your favorite topic? What I would probably like the least are courses I've thankfully never taught. <laughs> like, uh, I think they're very important, but family law, I'm not interested in family law. I'm not interested in criminal law. I, I never taught uh, those courses, and not really, uh, not really things that I'm, I'm very interested in. I teach uh, business associations, the business class every law student has to take. I teach some lawyering skills that go with that. I teach business planning, securities regulation, mergers and acquisition. I've taught all of our commercial law courses as well. I've taught bankruptcy, secure transactions, payment systems. Um, uh, in addition to that, uh, I also teach some courses that relate more to worldview. Uh, maybe what we, I, I believe worldview permeates all of law, but that relates to really what a lot of people would think of. Yeah, those are worldview courses, and that's jurisprudence and uh, also legal history. Uh, in now, the undergraduate program, I taught business law, and then in the graduate program, I've designed and taught legal issues in business in the MBA program, and advanced business law for accountants and tax research and jurisprudence in the master's of science and accounting programs. Are you moving into somewhat of a new realm by creating and working with the paralegal program? Sure. And being involved in some new courses. Can you talk about the courses that you're involved in that you'll be creating and teaching? Yeah. And just to what the topics are and what, what those topics are about. Sure. Well, I'm really excited about the paralegal program. I think it's a, a fantastic opportunity for students to be able uh, to be involved with a paralegal program that's tied so closely to a, a law school, uh, for one thing. Then also uh, to be able to, to learn uh, the law and the paralegal setting uh, from, from a Christian worldview in a way that I really don't think that uh, exists anywhere else in the world. Uh, so I'm, I'm really excited about the program. I'm going to be teaching uh, legal research and writing, an important skill for any lawyer or paralegal to, to develop. Uh, it's, it's foundational to what lawyers do. We're wordsmiths. We, we deal with words, paralegals, and supporting lawyers, working with lawyers, and, and that's a lot of what the paralegal profession is about. Um, uh, if you're going to be a paralegal, you're going to be a wordsmith. You've got to learn to write well. You've got to learn to do research. You've got to learn to do the type of thinking that goes with that. So that's, that's one course, a very important course. Um, I'll also be teaching the course uh, uh, that we have on business organizations law, a uh, very important area for some of the reasons I've already mentioned. Yeah. Business organizations are a primary way that people can organize their affairs to be good stewards, be uh, in, in exercising dominion that God's given them, uh, be faithful in exercising the gifts He's given them. And, and lawyers and paralegals there help people to do that by helping them navigate. I mean, in our society now, 
we tend to, we still think of ourselves as, as being free and we are in a lot of ways and we should be thankful for the freedoms we have but the government intrusion into our lives and particularly in our businesses is really amazing and so paralegals and lawyers can help their clients their business clients navigate those myriad regulations all the things they have to face I had a client once tell me um, he said I don't see anybody stays in business now without having a lawyer uh, on retainer because he, he was always encountering all these regulations and things uh, selling things online is what he did so that course a very important course also uh, real estate uh, transactions and, uh, and law in that course uh, you look at really the, one of the foundational pieces of the western legal tradition which is property law uh, real property in particular has always had a very special place in the western legal tradition and I believe that grows out of the Christian worldview that the Western legal tradition was born in, which stressed the importance of the land and real property. And so in that class, uh, and it's something that paralegals really do a lot of work in in, in that area as well. Uh, paralegals often are very active in title searches, in uh, uh, the, the title work that goes with that, preparing deeds and mortgages, and also then preparing for the closings. Uh, and so it's a very important law for area of law period, but very important for paralegals and attorneys. So that's an, a course that, that I'll be privileged to develop. And then wills, trusts, and estates, uh, which looks at the area of estate planning, a very important area as well. The Bible has a lot to say about passing wealth on to our kids. Uh, it says a wise man leaves an inheritance for his children's children. And so one of the things that you get to do in estate planning is both a lawyer and a paralegal is help people uh, pass that wealth on that, that God has blessed them with, the things that God has blessed them with, to pass that on to the next generation uh, so that uh, you can, and to do that you have to avoid, there's, there's tax issues, there's issues with, with trusts and creating those, then there's issues with structuring your wills and, and other documents, uh, end of life documents correctly to do that. Okay, that's great. And we've been very deliberate about picking these courses that will be useful in the field of law so that, so sure. that people can leave Liberty University well equipped to go to a firm of any size and work for a large firm or a small firm or even a government agency doing these very things. Based on your experience, what was, how did you find, uh, what role did legal assistance and paralegals play in your firm, in your firms? Yeah, they, uh, and, and paralegals do uh, work in small firms and then all the way up to the largest firms. And I typically found uh, that in, in those settings, the work was similar. The dollar amount scale might be different oftentimes. Right. So if you're helping a lawyer form a, a new business entity, a lot of the same documents are going to be drafted there. And, uh, and that's often what I found the paralegals doing is uh, sometimes meeting with clients, helping to get information, um, then preparing drafts of those documents, initial drafts for the lawyers to, to look over and, and to execute. That would be the, the uh, then have the clients execute, which would be the business example. A lot of the state planning would fit within that. A lot of the planning law fits that. I also uh, worked at a small law firm when I was in law school, and I got to see a, a very different side of the law there, which was personal injury law. And uh, there was a paralegal uh, there, obviously in a very different, non-transactional setting. That's a purely litigation setting. Um, again, drafting documents, but these would be drafting discovery documents, uh, doing uh, some research that would relate to that, making motions, uh, drafting those motions uh, for, for the lawyers. Again, um, organizing the medical records and things that came in. That was a big part of the personal injury uh, work. Uh, also, I mentioned real estate. Uh, 
paralegals, in my experience, commonly are involved in the title searches, the preparing the documents, and uh, varies from state to state, but in many states, even conducting the closing, where the clients come in and the paralegal actually conducts the closing. Uh, so a, a lot of opportunities, a lot of different areas to go into. If there's one area that interests you or doesn't interest you, there's really a lot of opportunities. You want to work with a big firm, there's opportunities, but small firms uh, need paralegals just the same. So it really is a um, just the same when you enter law school, there's all these options of where to go and what to specialize in, what to do. It's the same way with the paralegal program. And we have, I think, designed it so that if you get a uh, your paralegal degree from Liberty University, you'll be poised to take advantage of any opportunity that comes to you in any of those areas and in any of those settings. You talked a lot about your faith and Christian worldview and uh, just Christianity in general. A lot of people may be surprised to hear a Christian with law school and a Christian with lawyer. Sure. And, uh, you know, how can that be? How can they be together? Uh, <laughs> but quite honestly, there's an intersection of faith and law. They come together and it's a natural fit. Can you talk about that intersection between faith and law and also how you integrate your faith in the practice of law and how you encourage your students to do the same thing? Sure, absolutely. Uh, and, and yes, you're right. I think maybe a lot of people don't think that. They don't think about that, but it, it, it's absolutely true. I think law at its base is theological. Uh, and for the legal system of a society is often a very quick way to find out what the God of that society is, I think. And uh, that says really good things about our legal system years ago and maybe some more disturbing things uh, now in, in modern times. But yeah, law and theology, uh, faith and law are intricately tied together. Uh, when we think about the types of things that, that law does in a society, um, many of those are inherently moral at a minimum. And, and many of them go even beyond that to testify to some of the things that we in the society think are, are the most important and most critical. And I think what we want to do here at the law school at Liberty University is we want to take our Christian worldview integration beyond just uh, having a devotion or a prayer at the beginning of class or having a Bible verse to think about and then we just act like everybody else does at any other secular school in the country. But what we really want to do is move beyond that and think deeply about how does the Christian worldview, how does the Creator God and His revelation, and how do those things impact what we're doing, whether it's nursing or whether it's engineering or whether it's business or whether it's law or, or paralegal uh, science. And I think we really want to focus in on doing that. And there's a, a lot of examples I could give you, and there'll be a lot to uh, experience throughout the, the class. But... Uh, uh, Maybe a quick example would even be how we think about law altogether. Do we think about law as a purely human creation? Uh, so it's just the rules that we've come up with together to make our society work, uh, and a lot of people do. Or do we think of law as something transcendent beyond that? And that's been true of the Western legal tradition and the West in particular. Christianity is so impacted uh, our society there that we tended to think of law as there being a law above the law. So there's a law that even the Congress must obey. There's a law that even, to back it up a period of time, that even the king must obey. And that law is binding on all people. And that law is binding on all people because the Creator God made all people and His law transcends any human law. But human law derives its validity by participating in that higher law. That's why you have, for instance, Blackstone and even Augustine years before that saying a law that is unjust is no law at all. Yeah. 
And so that's just one example that, that runs through, but there's, there's many others, and you'll get to think about those as you, as you study here. One last question. Uh, many students will pursue the litigation route and work for firms that will do nothing but litigation. Others will pursue more transactional. Sure. And you're working on cases, real estate, or courses, real estate, wills, trust, and estates, corporate. It's largely transactional, although there is some litigation. Right. For those that are pursuing the transactional route, per se, mm -hmm. is there any advice that you can give as to topics or areas or skill sets they should focus on to really be the best they can be before leaving the program? Uh, yeah, and many of those will come up throughout, the, throughout their courses, yeah. obviously. But uh, I think it's important to, to learn, particularly if you've not been involved in the business world, uh, to learn how business people think, talk, and interact with one another. And that's, that's an important thing to do because an important thing is going to be relating to your clients there. And you understand how your clients think. You understand the objectives they're trying to accomplish in their business. You can better meet and serve their needs. And that's what the practice of law, that's what being a paralegal is all about, really, is meeting the needs of the client, serving the client in that way. Uh, so I would encourage, uh, I think, uh, our students to um, involve themselves in local business to the extent they can. Maybe uh, if there's a local chamber of commerce meeting, go to that meeting, get to know people there, uh, and, and see how they interact, see the things they're talking about, what's important to them. Uh, read some books that aren't just related to the law. Uh, read some books that, that people in business might be more likely to read. And particularly if you can read those from a Christian worldview, that's really wonderful. But immediately uh, comes to mind uh, Larry Burkett's book, um, uh, Business by the Book. Uh, a great book on how do you uh, think about running a business from a from a, a Christian perspective, and as you, you immerse yourself a little more in that business world and the transactional world like that, I think it'll help you to relate to your clients. It would help the students to understand uh, how their clients are thinking, why they're doing it this way, and and therefore to help help them to to meet their clients' needs. I think I, I was very thankful that I had that background in undergrad in uh, business when I started to represent business clients as an attorney because I understood what they were doing, what they were thinking, why they wanted to do it. And that really helped me to be, I think, more successful in helping them to meet their needs and objectives. And so I would encourage our students to do that. There's going to be plenty of things to study in the law, and I could list all the things, all the books I want them to read, and they'll have to read some of those. But, it, but it's good not to focus on that so much that you lose the ability to relate to the people who are going to be your client base. Yeah. Great. Well, thank you so much for your time. It's very interesting. Thank you. Thanks. We're looking forward to the program. Great. Thank you.